0: Thanks for tuning into the Song Lines and Tan Lines podcast with Anthony Renfro. Those returning, thank you. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. This week, I am kind of running behind on recordings because I wanted to get out a new episode on my Ghost from the Coast podcast, and I've had some other things kind of getting in the way of recording, so I thought. Since that Ghost from the Coast episode is complete, that I might go ahead and use this week as a way to promote the third episode on that podcast. But wait, don't run away just yet. Stop what you're doing. I do have some new material for this podcast, just not a lot of it. I figured I would take this small amount of information and combine it with my third episode from Ghost from the Coast, and that will give you plenty to listen to this week. Plus, since time is limited for most people, like me, and most people don't want to follow too many podcasts, like me, this gives you a chance to follow and keep up with my new podcast without having to follow it and crowd up your podcast feed. Ghost from the Coast is still kind of in the early stages of development, and it's hard to get a new podcast off the ground and hard to do two podcasts as well. You know, back to that Limited time thing again. So, I might eventually merge the ghost podcast into this podcast. And if I do that, then all the episodes over there are already here. I don't have to re upload them, yada, yada, yada. This saves me some time. This saves me some energy. It's really just a solution without a problem. Anyway, that is all for me to worry about and not you. And last week, I thought about dropping this song into the episode about Jimmy years in Colorado. I hope you enjoyed that episode. But I decided against it, even though this song has been stuck in my head since I worked on that episode. Fingers crossed that John Denver's estate doesn't copyright strike me for playing it. Kind of a bit worried about that. For some reason, I think his estate could be one of those copyright strike friendly people. I don't know if it's true or not, but I get that feeling. Neil Young, the Eagles, Springsteen. I can name a few more that I I worry about, but I'm gonna go and do it because I want you guys to hear the song, and I really enjoy it. So, fingers crossed, I don't get an issue with this episode. And this song I'm about to play, Starwood and Aspen, is from John's album, Aerie, A-E-R-I-E. It's his fifth studio album, according to Wikipedia, and according to Setlist FM, this song has been played live 35 times, first time in 1971, and the last time it was played live was in 1991, about six years before he died. Here's the song It's a long way from LA to Denver. It's a long time to hang in the sky. It's a long paradise. Oh, my sweet Rocky Mountain paradise. Great tune and one I really enjoy. And here's more about that song from songfacts.com. John Denver was born Henry John Duschendorf Jr. at Roswell, New Mexico, the son of an Air Force pilot. As such, he led a Air a pathetic life from an early age, but would say later that for him moving to Colorado was like coming home. He and his first wife Annie, the love of his life, bought some land at Starwood and Aspen. The Denvers moved to Starwood at Christmas nineteen seventy, at which time the area had been developed only minimally. They built a five bedroom, eco friendly house and a guest house on the seven point six acre plot. This mushy, sentimental composition is John Denver's coming home song. And John was a staple in our home growing up as a kid. And some of my fondest musical memories are of his tunes playing throughout the house. Kenny Rogers was also another one that was popular in our home as well. I think if memory serves, Kenny was the first artist I saw in concert as a kid with my parents, of course. See? If you stuck around this long, you heard a great song, learned a few facts, and something new about me. Speaking of facts, let me toss you on over to the third episode from my Ghosts from the Coast podcast. Enjoy! Thanks for tuning into the latest episode of the Ghost from the Coast podcast with Anthony Renfro. Those returning, thank you. Those new here, welcome. Now let's open the door to the crypt and step inside. Well, it's time to dive into another body of water in this episode and another kind of coastline, the swamp. I thought this week I would explore the OG of cryptids, Bigfoot, and not just any Bigfoot, I'm going to go searching for a very unique form of Bigfoot in the swamps of Louisiana. And before you complain that a swamp doesn't really have a coastline, I know, I get it. I think swamps do have a coastline. They may be small, limited in sand, but they do have them if you look close enough and are not afraid of alligators. First up, I pulled this information from this article titled, Is There Really a Honey Island Swamp Monster, Louisiana's Bigfoot? And this article can be found on NOLA.com, and I will, of course, link it in the show notes. Let's get into it. It states Bobby Bretel grew up in New Orleans, nearly 40 miles away from the moss tangled bayous of Eastern St. Tammany Parishes. Honey Island Swamp, but for decades, he's wondered about one of the swamp's fabled creatures, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, a legendary 500-pound beast that some claim hides amid the cypress trees and murky waters. I had relatives that lived in Covington, Brettel said. I heard the story from veteran hunters. I grew up that way, and you would hear about strange things. The article is starting strong, throwing out lots of questions already, and getting the mind to wonder, I like that. And, moving forward, a little deeper into the article, just below a spot titled A Chilling Encounter, it reads, A 1981 report by writer Jerry Breu, B R E A U X, pulled from the Advocate Archives, recalls a conversation the writer had with his longtime friend, Hubert. The friend described the chilling encounter one warm morning. Out hunting for deer, Hubert was perched atop an oak tree when he heard heavy sounds approaching from the woods behind him. Too afraid to move, he watched as a figure about eight feet tall and hairy from head to toe passed slowly below him, eventually disappearing further into the woods. According to Briot, as Hubert retold the story, he began clenching his teeth and breathing rapidly as if he were reliving a terrifying experience. Frequently referred to as Beast in the story, the part man, part animal with piercing yellow eyes has appeared in several anecdotes by self-styled witnesses since the 1960s. In 1974, Ford, a wildlife photographer and former air traffic controller, claimed to have witnessed the creature while exploring potential hunting grounds. After Ford's death, a grainy film reel was found in his attic that shows a large and hairy figure shuffling upright between the trees. So, what do you think? Is it possible one of these was captured on camera like the Patterson-Gimlin footage of Bigfoot? I would love to see that footage and see if it looks as good as that. Pushing on, According to PelicanStateOfMind.com, Ford actually noticed what looked like the aftermath of a fatal fight for survival. Seeing spots of splattered blood on the ground, he crawled through shrubbery to the other side of the watering hole to find a wild boar that had just been killed and had its throat ripped completely out. Next to the boar was a series of large footprints in the mud. The footprints, which were later cast by Ford using liquid plaster, indicated a massive three-toed webbed foot. Ford took the track castings to the local game warden and LSU's College of Agriculture to be analyzed, but they could not identify what kind of animal left these tracks. The mystery deepens, right? Strange tracks, very, very interesting stuff. And here is something else about this creature from Wikipedia. Link in the show notes, of course. It states, the Honey Island Swamp Monster, also known as the Cajun Sasquatch and in Cajun French, La Bête Noire, is an ape-like humanoid cryptic creature similar to descriptions of Bigfoot. Purported to inhabit the Honey Island Swamp in St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana, it has become a part of Louisiana folklore, with many swamp tour companies in the area capitalizing on its alleged existence, which is considered unlikely by Scientist: The creature is commonly described by alleged witnesses as a large bipedal humanoid, about seven feet tall, covered with gray hair, having yellow or red eyes, and accompanied by a putrid odor. Other local names for the creature include the rogueroo, Louisiana Wookie, and the Thing. Alleged plaster cast of footprints said to be from the creature showcase four toes, not a natural trait found in primates who possess. Five. That really helps to give you an idea about what this thing might look like. Its various names, the way it smells, which sounds nasty and disgusting, and how tall it stands, seven feet two. And that kind of reflects back on what I told you before, where it, when it was sighted initially by Hubert, right? Uh, it was eight feet, about eight feet tall. And there was also a description earlier in the episode from another site that said it had yellow piercing eyes, which Wikipedia also says yellow piercing eyes. So some of these stories are starting to line up and even the footprints weren't far off. One said three toes, one said four. I mean, that's even pretty close too. Moving on, pelicanstateofmind.com dives even deeper into the area and gives us a bit more on the folklore surrounding this monster. Here is some of what it says. Just north of Lake Pontchartrain and on a bend of Old Pearl River, you'll find the one and only Honey Island Swamp. Earning its name from the abundance of honeybees, Louisiana's state insect that once inhabited the isle, Honey Island is one of the most pristine marshlands in the United States. Much of the nearly 70,000 acre swamp is government-protected as it is part of the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area. You're sure to find alligators, turtles, snakes, raccoons, wild boar, dozens of species of birds, and so much more. Not to mention the absolutely incredible scenery. Despite some of the wildlife, it really does sound like a nice place to visit and see. Sounds peaceful, even if my brain goes straight to Candyman when I hear about the honeybees and PelicanStateOfMind.com also had this bit of interesting information. According to that site, Cajun and Native American folklore associates the swamp monster with the Letiche, L-E-T-I-C-H-E, which is described as a human-like creature that was raised by alligators after wandering into the swamp as an abandoned child. Other tales allege that the swamp monster is the offspring of an alligator and chimpanzee, after a circus train crashed near the Pearl River, resulting in several circus animals escaping. Cool stuff to learn, and to ponder upon, and to wonder upon. Who really knows what might be lurking around Honey Island Swamp. Let me know what you think about this creature. Does it exist? Does it not? Also, have you seen a cryptid? Some strange thing that you have no clue as to what it is? I would love to share your sightings and answers on the show. And it's now time to close the door on the crypt and close out the episode. Need to reach me? Check the show notes for ways to do that. And if you want to dive further into this story and the articles I covered, like I said before, I will have a link in the show notes for all of them. If you want to continue this journey with me, don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what I'm doing here, feel free to leave me a review on the podcast service you use. And I'm kind of tentatively working on a youtube page for this podcast where i'm going to put up the episodes you know video free of course are going to be only audio but i might try and put up some of my short stories there i think i got zombie christmas a zombie christmas is currently one of the short stories i've read myself not a professional but it's there in case you want to listen to it maybe i'll get brave one of these days and go on a ghost hunt and video that and put it up too You know, I kind of worry about ghost hunts because I don't want something following me home. That's the reason why I really don't do it, to tell you the truth. I've heard some horror stories about that. Anyways, enough of that. Thanks for listening. And remember, folks, remember this well, to keep those lights on at night because you never know what just might be lurking in the darkness. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you enjoy what I do here, don't forget to rate and review this podcast once you finish the episode. And if you need to drop me a line on the coconut telegraph, you can find out how to do that in the show notes. Take care. Thanks for listening and have a great week.